the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. This is hard to believe what I'm about to tell you, but I believe it. (laughs) It's hard to believe, but I believe it. Wall Street Journal. Most Democrats say they would flee, not fight, a Ukrainian-style invasion. Well, this is a Quinnipiac University poll. Pollster asked, what would you do if you were in the same position as Ukrainians are now? Stay and fight or leave the country? Shockingly, more than half of Democrats, 52%, said they would cut and run if the U.S. homeland were invaded. We aren't talking about women and children or even some cadre of pacifists and conscientious objectors. This is most Democrats saying they'd rather leave America than defend it. I'm reading to you their take. Only a pathetic 40% said they would stick around. More than two-thirds of Republicans said they would stand their ground. This could be a reflection of the partisan skew in the nation's distribution of small arms. But one in four Republicans said they'd flee. Not exactly the don't-tread-on-me spirit I was expecting. What in the hell has happened to this country? Actually, the way the Wall Street Journal report is written. One can hardly imagine Americans of yesteryear exhibiting such high levels of yellow bellyism. Where have all the Minutemen gone? The Molly Pitchers, the Audie Murphys, the Todd Beamers. Yes. So, I, I want to tell you want to tell you what is most remarkable about this this statistic. It has to be much worse than reported. A lot of people wouldn't defend the country in an invasion and would flee elsewhere, but would be too embarrassed to tell this to a pollster. So these are people who are not embarrassed to say this, more than half of Democrats. But I don't blame them. I mean, why would you defend a rotten place? The left loathes this country, and then when you say they loathe this country, you're attacked for unfairly describing the left. <laughs> That's what's called gaslighting. 
We love this systemically racist, founded on slavery, imperialist, colonialist, misogynist, what other is? Xenophobist, homophobist country. We love it. Yes. 1-8 Prager, 7-7-6. Do you believe the poll? I do believe the poll. What's odd, though, is you would think that there's more than, than love of country involved here. If we were invaded, the issue of fighting is not just love of country. It's just to protect yourself and your home. But I, I guess in the case of the Ukrainians, it is mostly love of country that is animating them. So, my column up at DennisPrager.com explains that we have a real crunch on America. The internal left and the external Chinese and Russians. Please understand that, generally speaking, dictatorships hate free countries. It's, it's, com- it's completely natural for the for Putin and the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, to hate the United States, to regard it as an enemy, or for the Iranian regime. The, the bad hate the good, the unfree hate the free. People can get ideas. The more free countries there are, the greater the challenge to the legitimacy of a dictator. So if the world were composed of Iran's and Russia's, the Chinese government would be thrilled, and that would, of course, end Taiwan's independence. I try to think if I were a Chinese leader right now, would all of this make me more likely, less likely, or have no effect on my plans with regard to Taiwan? It's, there's really a, 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 a parallel here. Putin regards Ukraine very similarly to the way in which the Chinese Communist Party regards Taiwan as who who the hell are they to say they're independent of the motherland. Ukraine is part of Russia, that's his view, and Taiwan is part of China. Taiwan was part of China. Taiwan proves, by the way, uh, something very, very basic to life. Ethnic ties are, are meaningless in comparison to values ties. Well, there's an indigenous Taiwanese people, but generally speaking, Taiwan is composed of the same ethnic stock as most of China is, of most of the mainland is. They have nothing in common. Isn't that important to understand? That the mainland and Taiwan have nothing in common, even though they're same language, same ethnicity, same race, same, same culture, but completely opposing values. Values are everything. Ethnicity is minuscule. 
Values are everything, my friends. A significant part of the Iranian people hate their government. In fact, a significant part of the young people hate Islam. When I meet young Muslim uh, Iranians, I, mean, I, I meet young Jewish and young Christian Iranians more frequently, but when I meet young Muslim Iranians and I ask them, are you religious, they, they, they are adamant about their being, uh, they're not being a member of any religion or even atheist. It is probably fair to say that the Iranian regime has produced more atheists than it has believers among Iranians. That is why racism is idiocy for many other reasons. Even, even racists acknowledge that values are more important than race. Take a white racist, a white supremacist. I haven't met one, but I know they exist not nearly in the numbers that the lying left offers, but they, so take one. Even they acknowledge there are many whites who hate them and their values, and they hate them and their values. Their solidarity is not with whites. Their solidarity is with whites who agree with them. That's black solidarity is not with blacks. It's with blacks who agree with them. Twenty years ago or so, there was a, there was a woman nominated for a federal court, I believe. It was a black woman, and it was a Janice Rogers, I believe. And she was she was filibustered and attacked by by the Democrats. All of a sudden, a black woman for a high court appointment was a bad idea because she was conservative. Janice Rogers Brown. Yes, I remember Janice Rogers. Thank you. You're probably all wondering whom I'm thanking. But I'm not going to tell you. He's a red beard. It's the only hint I'll give. Oh, yes, and he's the engineer of the show. I will say nothing more. All this race talk is, is, a, is a gigantic lie, no matter who it is, whether, whether it is left talking about blacks or even a white supremacist talking about whites. For all of them, it's, it's the whole thing's phony. They care about their values. Hackers capitalize on uncertainty and Russia's invasion is the type of chaos that can put American homeowners at risk of being hacked. You can expect scams like robocalls, texts for fake donations, and emails with unfamiliar attachments. We know these scams, but there's a bigger scam that's hard to detect and even harder to stop, and it could cost you your home. It's called home title fraud, and it happens when a hacker finds the title to your home online. Then he forges your signature and removes you from your home's title. Then he'll take out loans on your home and leave you in debt. What makes home title fraud devastating is you won't know you've been hacked until it's too late. You can go to your county recorder's office and check to make sure your home is still in your name or simply visit HomeTitleLock.com. Then enter your address to see if you're already a victim. It's just smart to do this. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. 
important point about the race and ethnicity thing for people who think race is important. So white racists and the entire left think race is important. It's very important that you realize that the most systemically racist part of this country is the left. They believe race is significant. But they don't really believe it either, because if you're black and conservative, they loathe you. And if you're white and leftist, they're fine with you. So it, it's while they are racist, they are inconsistent with their racism. They're ideological before they're racist. And same with white racists. They're ideological before they're racist. I've never understood the appeal of racism, forget on a moral level, I've never understood it uh, in terms of just common sense. Do I really like everybody of my race? (laughs) Or religion? Or ethnicity? I like people who share my values. (laughs) Everybody, the bad guys and the good guys have that. Values are everything. I used to do a show a year. I feel bad that I neglected it on the lack of importance of blood. That's why I'm very pro-adoption. What the hell's the difference what bloodline you came from? As a parent, let me tell you, I, 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 I am infinitely... And that's literal, infinitely. It's not measurable how much more I care about passing on my values to my children than my seed, than my bloodline. It is of no consequence to me. What matters to me is passing on my values. By the way, I would suspect that is true for everybody, though they don't admit it. They don't think that way. The people who are preoccupied with blood and ethnicity and so on. You're not. You're preoccupied with your values, even if your values are awful. People want to pass on their values. That's everything, my friends. Biden promises executive action on climate change as energy costs spike. Well, the climate crisis is an existential threat. That's not hyperbole, it's a fact, Biden said at a Democratic National Committee fundraiser. It's a fact. That's right. You don't think it's an existential threat to humanity? You're denying a fact. And Joe Biden knows his environmentalist No one, not a scientist on earth, knows for a fact that climate change is an existential threat. There isn't one human on earth who knows that for a fact. Modeling tells them that. Modeling. That's right. Modeling got us in trouble with COVID. No one knows for a fact Everyone knows for a fact that there's climate change. No one knows for a fact that it's an existential threat. Only Joe Biden does. A giant, if there ever was one. 
Biden promised to take aggressive executive action on climate regulations, even if the Supreme Court overruled him. This is from the Daily Mail. He acknowledged that progress on the issue of climate change was difficult to achieve in Congress, hinting that donors could help him pressure lawmakers. There's a long way to go, but we're running into some obstacles that I'm going to need your help on in terms of individuals as well as circumstances. Our grandchildren will never forgive us, and the world will change. I mean literal sense, it will change. Yes, it will change. For the worse, if we follow the environmentalists. For the much worse. I have grandchildren. I am proud to tell them that I think the environmentalist movement is despicable. Okay? I'm putting my grandfatherly reputation on the line. That movement is going to ruin your life, kids. Not climate change. That won't ruin your life. The environmentalist movement will ruin your life. These people are so sick they even oppose nuclear power. They don't eat, I don't know if they believe what they say, but they probably do. I think they've mesmerized themselves. Only solar and wind. Only. Better to have the middle class and poor cl- and lower class pay a significant amount of money more. A gigantic tax on the poor, thanks to environmentalist-induced inflation. The war in Ukraine and Russia's impact on oil prices, Biden said, only prove that the U.S. and Europe need to stop using fossil fuels. God, everything about that is, is wrong. Everything. It is not Putin's invasion that has caused the spike in gasoline prices, for example. It is the shutting down of the production of oil and natural gas in the United States. Imagine where we'd be right now if, in fact, Europe was, in fact, energy-free of fossil fuels and we were in a situation where it was all renewables. Did he say imagine? Yeah, imagine. That word has orgasmic connotations for people on the left. Like the famous song, Imagine. Imagine a world where airplanes were powered by solar panels, where the entire energy of a society could be powered by wind. That's what they imagine. And they ruin the present because of what they imagine about the future. The Dennis Prager Show. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Rovich. Came my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amphed 
lead, coin, and bullion for over 40 years. Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price, trade, and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free, with a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694. Yeah, that's what we do, and this is PragerU Fundraising Month. You worried about the country? You should be. Nobody's doing more. We're not the only ones doing good work. But we do have a billion views a year. It's unique. These videos are extraordinarily sophisticated and effective. And they tell truths that your kids don't hear, and for that matter, adults don't hear, generally speaking. Please help us. We, everything is free because people help us. PragerU.com, 833-PRAGERU. It's good, at, by the way, to get into the habit of giving. I'm going to do an hour on getting things for free. It's corrosive to the character. When I send money to websites like photography websites, because photography is a hobby of mine. It's the, the site's free, but I use it a lot, so I send them money. And I will acknowledge that half the reason has nothing to do with the recipient. Half has to do with me. I, I want to be a good guy. I want to be a good man. I know it sounds so corny is almost laughable. I, I know. But I've always wanted that. Don't always succeed, but I've always wanted that. And I am a better human being when I, I give that donation to that photography website. Kids should be raised that way. What, what have you done for your character lately? How many parents are asking their kids that, or have in the last 60 years? Joe Biden, the president did not talk about how his climate change policies could raise costs further. For Americans suffering the punishing inflation rates on a spike in energy prices, he told the audience of donors the issue of climate change was personal. This is what I really want you to hear, aside from, well, I wanted you to hear everything I read to you, but this is really significant. He told the audience of donors the issue of climate change was personal, as he cited a conversation he had that day with his daughter, Ashley, who is a social worker. Well, I mean, that that's sort of a giveaway if your daughter is a social worker. <laughs> I acknowledge that. <laughs> Nevertheless, I called her tonight to tell her I love her. And she said, Dad, you're talking about climate, right? Talking about climate, he recalled to the audience. And Dad is talking about climate. 
Dad, you're going to talk about climate, right? Right, Dad? The number of people who are affected by their kids' views today is much greater than in the past because parents ache to be loved by their children. Parents have always wanted to be loved by their children, but it was in the past, it was not the way in which they lived their lives. It did not guide their attitudes towards life or even their behavior toward their children. But it, uh, it's one of the ways in which people have become weaker. Yes. Imagine if the daughter were a conservative. Be interesting. Hey, Dad, your, your energy policies are really killing poor people and middle-class people in the country. Hey, Dad, no matter what we do in the United States of America with regard to moving toward what are called renewables, it will have no impact on the world. We're not India. We're not China. We're not the vast majority of the world. We're a tiny percentage, relatively speaking. I don't think she would say that, but I'm just offering you an imagine. Hey, you know what? I want to do a conservative imagine. That would be nice. Wow. Imagine a world where people acknowledge race doesn't mean a damn thing. That's what I imagine. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, welcome back and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Here's a charming piece that I would uh, I would like to share with you. Seattle students walk out of school, demand mask mandates be reinstated. I guess in Seattle, the uh, the rot, the intellectual rot, has seeped down to young people. It's not just adults in Seattle who are fools. But it makes sense. Fools produce fools. Fools teach kids to be fools. Fools raise kids to be fools. They they don't understand the obscenity of forcing children to wear masks. They, They want to be forced to wear masks. This is scary stuff, this article. It's these kids scare me. From the Seattle Times, which I'm sure, uh, 
sympathizes with them. More than 100 Seattle public school students walked out of class Monday morning to protest the district's decision to end the requirement that students and staff wear masks. <clears throat> In other words, it should be forced. It, has, it should be mandatory. Many of those students rallied at district headquarters, the John Stanford Center, to ask Superintendent Brent Jones to reinstate the mask mandates district-wide. Mask requirements for Seattle and most of the districts in the state ended a week ago. It's absolutely maddening. We have to take time away from our education to fight for safety and health, said Marigold Wong, a sophomore at Franklin High School. Yes, I agree. It is maddening. See, Mary Gold and I agree. It is maddening that they have taken time away from their education to the extent that they're being educated, which is a big question, to fight for safety and health. God and country has morphed into safety and health. The newly formed Seattle Student Union, a group of student activists, mm, that's what we need, student activists, that organized the rally have been demanding stronger safety protocols since January, including district-issued high-quality masks. How many kids are getting uh, are dying of COVID or even hospitalized? Oh, a lot less than drug overdose, a lot less than car accidents. Do these kids know that? I doubt it. Who's going to tell them that? Do they listen to talk radio? Do they do they read any of the conservative websites? They are simply brainwashed. And a brainwashed child is actually scarier to me than a brainwashed adult. I always found in horror movies kids as monsters was much scarier than adults as monsters. The group has been threatening a walkout since Governor Jay Inslee announced plans to end mask requirements in schools, child care facilities. And most other businesses. The student union sent the school board and Jones a letter last week asking that mask requirements continue or they would take action. Well, they want requirements. They want to be forced to wear masks. Now, it's interesting. Why, since they could wear a mask, why do they want to force others to wear a mask? Don't the masks work? I held that same question about vaccinations. If you're vaccinated, why the hell did you care if somebody else were vaccinated? Never got a coherent response. Never! We don't live in a coherent period. Students from schools around the district showed up. Every time we try to get hasty and toss our masks off, we have another spike and another thousand people die, said Eridon Stewart. Hmm. I don't know if Eridon is a boy or a girl. Of course, Eridon may be non-binary, so I don't know. 
Hey, Sean, you ever hear the name Eridon? E-R-I-D-O-N. Any Eridons in your life? Uh, no, not Erdogan. Uh, I'm not uh, uh, mocking this kid in the least. Uh, if I'm mocking anybody, it's the parents. And maybe it's because oh, I get it. You know what it is? Backwards, it's no dire. That's what it is. I figured out how how, how, the, how the kid got the name Eridon. That is true. <laughs> A 17-year-old see What is this? Every time we take our masks off, we have another spike and another thousand people die. So this 17-year-old has figured it out. Every time there's a mask mandate removed, a thousand people die. Wow. This kid is one scientist. <laughs> that is really impressive. Stewart said her mother, okay, it's a girl, said her mother has asthma. I have asthma. I don't believe in the masks, and could die if she caught the virus. Hmm. Therefore, she should wear a mask if that's what she believes. Let her wear a mask. Why is she forcing other kids to? Hmm. By the way, every everyone quoted here, uh, I'm doing perusing the article as a girl, I don't know if that's significant or not. It might be that girls are more likely to panic on safety matters because of their nurturing nature. We will return. Yes, well, what do we have here? Final segment of the first hour. About kids who are walking out of class in Seattle demanding that the mask mandate be reinstated. So even though they're allowed to wear masks, they want to force every student to wear a mask. Another girl, Adderin. Did you ever hear of that name, Sean? Adderin, A-D-E-R-Y-N. By the way, I looked up Eridon. There was, it's a, it, it is not a name. It was, it was a made-up name. Fine, now I don't have an issue. I'm just noting why I was confused. It's, and now another, Adarin Key, K-E-E, a sophomore at Roosevelt High, said she has three family members who have lost their lives to COVID-19. Wearing masks could prevent more from dying, she said. Uh, I, my heart goes out to her. That, that's a real rarity. She lost three family members to covid It's such a strange thing, this this COVID and death, because a lot of people are said to have died from it. I don't know one. I know one that I am pretty certain died from the vaccine. I don't know anybody who died from COVID. Obviously, people did. I have no doubt about that. To have three in your family... That's very uh, odd. Although masks are optional, most students at Franklin High have been wearing them. How sad. Up north at Roosevelt High, the majority of students aren't wearing masks. Luna Crone Barron said her dad survived cancer 
And now that masks aren't required, she and her younger brother are putting him at risk every day. Mm -hmm. But she can wear a mask. And since she believes it works... Anyway, she's entering places where people aren't wearing masks. Does the girl not leave the house other than to go to school? Are masks mandatory in Seattle restaurants? I wouldn't be surprised, but I doubt they are. So what does this girl do? Why should it be forced on other students but not forced on other diners or other shoppers? I don't have an answer to that, and I don't think she does either. It's not fair that I have a teacher who is immunocompromised and has to take care of her elderly grandmother, and now she has to be scared every single day coming into the building. How sad. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.